Welcome in everyone to episode 18 of the I Am Ready podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us today. I'm here with my esteemed co-host slash troublemaker, Jace Parks. Yes, I like troublemaker. That's a good one. I think, yeah. That's a good one. I think that's one thing we should just land on. And so if you are new to this, Jake and I actually work for Ready, and we are all about all things economic development, which doesn't sound very exciting, but let me tell you, with the guests that we have been able to procure for this, we are learning all about how amazing the multitude of factors are that go into economic development in our community, and we're excited to share those with you. And so without further ado, we're going to introduce our guest today. Not only is she a Hub client, but she is also a Ready board member, and she is an investor. And so she really does hit the trifecta of all things ready. And so we're very excited to welcome Natasha Harris here today. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, trifecta. I love it. That's right. I mean, and you really never know what I'm actually involved in until I tell you. That's right. So you never know. I might throw something out there you didn't know. Thanks for having me here. It's it's fun. It's exciting. And yeah, economic development may not sound fun, but it's actually pretty, pretty neat to... It is pretty cool. Pull back. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that we like to do is we like to start with the old origin story because not everybody just shows up in early to midlife. I don't want to put any age parameters on (laughs) Nobody shows up to early midlife and is just like where they just are, were placed there. And so, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, uh, you wear a lot of hats. And so your journey may be very swift and to the point, or it may be long and meandering. So how did you get to where you are today? It's long and meandering. (laughs) It's very long and meandering. Um, So I I kind of reflect on it, and and I'm like, how did I? There are a lot of spaces I end up in that I'm like, how in the world did I get here? Is like my ultimate question, no matter where I'm at. But, you know, rewind out of high school as I was deciding what I wanted to do now, Mind you, that'd been my third season of homelessness that I had endured. So there'd been a few seasons of those. There'd been a few seasons of just um, major ups and downs and trying to navigate that as a new mom and having this whole person I'm now responsible for. So out of high school, I thought I was going into um, the Air Force, actually. So I was on on a... path to go into the Air Force, hashing out my MOS, hashing out, finishing those things, had to lose a little bit of weight, but then it turned out I was pregnant with my first one. So, not going. (laughs) Well, that's a thing. Right, that is a thing. I was like, I'm not, I I did not want to sign over my child to go through boot camp. And I said, no, that's not not something I want to do. And that educational path I started on was account, I took an accounting path, but it was a bachelor of science requirement to become a photographer for the FBI. So that was my original thought plan, but yes, it got derailed, crashed, banged, bruised, all of that. So fast forward now, here I am, economic development and finances. <laughs> so, um, it has it has really been a journey uh, trying to go through all that, and then with every career that I thought 
I was supposed to have, I'd get fired after a year and a half. Um, I do attest that too. If if somebody back then, because I am kind of young in this game, uh, if somebody would have recognized and helped me in my, in really maturing that leadership aspect that I had, I don't think I would have been fired. And those companies could have been, you know, phenomenal now too. So, yeah. So that's that's some of the start. <laughs> A little different than what I, I expected, but that's what uh, kind of got me here. That's awesome. You, you know, I think that leads in almost directly to, you know, some of our other questions that we like to ask. And, and one of those is about mentorship. And it sounds to sounds like from my perspective with what you just shared, there might have been a little lack of mentorship in some places along the way. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean there weren't mentors in your life at that time. But but in those institutions, is there a self-reliance, a self-resilience that comes from that lack of mentorship? You, you know, even though maybe mistakes were made or things had to be relearned or whatever, but, but what, what do you attribute, you know, some of your current success to as far as the history of mentorship? So along the way, yeah, there was a slight lack in it, but then I also think even through, through that journey, there were those, let's call them my guardian angels. Um, and that community that, that was kind of placed around me during these time, because even if we fast forward to my very beginning, I was actually semi-abandoned by my mom and had to stay with my grandparents who were business owners. So I'm f- three, four years old in a flower shop picking scraps of flowers together and selling my bouquets for a dollar. So my grandma then was like, oh, she's going to be the CEO of whatever she does. So as that community had kind of come along, taking that lone wolf path, because, you know, as a trailblazer, you, you end up looking for you. So now that I'm in a space where I can provide mentorship, where I can provide coaching to those who may be on a similar path or starting out or where they may be, um, it, it's evolved, but there were, there were people there and it didn't come in the way that I thought it should have along the way because there was a whole lot of lack of support and now there's kind of like so much as it's evolved that I'm like okay let's let's do this thing so mentorship in it for women in male dominant industries is very few and far in between so that's a very true statement. I'm thinking back about your path and um, certainly, you know, having those tendencies early on, but also it sounds like a lot of challenges outside of your control um, and coming to where you are today. Um, I think sometimes we um, talk about this as women and that is the imposter syndrome. And so was there ever a part of that where you are looking out at the landscape and you're seeing everyone else who has had a much easier path to success and you're just fighting for every milestone that you're like, gosh, is this, you know, I've been fired and uh, is that, you know, or was that a driver for you to say, I'm going to figure this out? So I I truly believe in never burning bridges because uh, like the old wives tale is that that table is round. So it's like it's going to, tables turn in a way that you'd never really think so imposter syndrome 
Oh, heck yeah. Self-doubt, like fear, all of it. So when I started my business back in 2019, after um, some additional turmoil and where we were at, I had to make a tough decision and be like, you know, as much as I think I should go get a job right now, my leading and my instincts and just what I feel the Lord was telling me was to stay put and keep pressing through through this. And that's really hard to tell, especially your spouse. So I'm like, I'm not crazy <laughs> to a degree, you know, but I, I really feel this is where it's at. But even when I was introduced to Ready back in 2019, I was seeking some of that mentorship or somewhere to go because I decided to embark on entrepreneurship. Now, 2016, I'd already entered a path of self-employment with becoming a financial services representative and with life, with life insurance and um, investments. So I'd already been on a level of that since 2000, end of 2016 anyway. So then 2019, I started noticing some things. So I'm like, okay, as I venture into entrepreneurship, what do I need? My twins were one at that time. And I have four children. So you've got the older, t- my older two were like mad we had two more kids. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the floor most of the time, you know, with the twins trying to mom, you know, do, be the best mom I can be while still trying to, um, embark on this journey that I feel in my heart that is supposed to be here and you know the discouragement comes like I only get I was only getting one to two hours of time on building this business idea that I had so did I think I could do this no but I was trying (laughs) all I could do all I could do was was just try and put forth put that foot forward so regardless and that resilient that resilience and being fired it's almost like I took on this driver of how dare you tell me I can't do something mm. like you don't know me well enough to tell me that for sure and I think I think a, I think a lot of entrepreneurs get in that space I mean a lot of entrepreneurs get to a space where that's um, you know life is uncomfortable in some way and and that can be a part of that driver moving forward what was what was a break? What was as as you were in that space and and what we now know as as victory and faith goal the the two two of your two of your businesses, um, you know what was what was a break? What was a moment that that said when when you finally sat back and said, oh, no, this is gonna this is gonna go. I actually think I only had that break a couple months ago because I know I come back I text you I call you back and forth like Jay I'm gonna shut this thing down like this is ridiculous like who I think I'm gonna serve is not willing to even pay for my services so I'm like is it even valuable enough to receive payment for so it it's back and forth every day behind it so even with with what it is now I still don't know how much more it could be and it surprises me every day, like every single day, like every day. Yeah. So that, that, okay, this is, this is a thing that I should keep pursuing is, is a daily, you know, revelation, so to speak. So, so just getting clear on the clarity behind what it represents, why it's here in the first place and I can't I can't let it 
can't let it go now. Yeah, I think I think also just, you know, for those of you who are listening to this podcast, when we talk about economic development, I'm looking back at our guest list. You know, if you if you listen to the Curtis Tolson, the the Johnny Eaker, the Nick Danger, some of the other hub clients who've been on this list, I think you'll notice something in there. And it's something that I don't think a lot of people who maybe get up every day and, and go to work at a, at a traditional job think about about entrepreneurship is just what she's what were you talking about, Natasha? It's just that that moment where every day you have to make a decision to reinvest in your company, like every day. And some days are harder than others to, mm-hmm. to make that reinvestment. And it's a piece of entrepreneurship that I think it sometimes gets overlooked with the successes and even some of the, the bigger, the external hurdles. But it's that you wake up in the morning and you got to make that decision every day to reinvest in that company. And, mm-hmm. and I think that you go back and you might listen to the words from some of our, our previous hub clients on there and, and just how important that, that piece is. And so I think some folks may not know that your mission is to really level the economic playing field for this other business owners through your services. And so tell Absolutely. us a little bit about that and what drove you. Um, the first time we talked about it, I was just fascinated. It was something I had not really thought about because I've never had to think about that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, how needed it is when we truly talk about giving every business owner the opportunity to be successful. Mm-hmm. Some folks may need some additional help than others because of some circumstances or background. So tell us a little bit about your mission and what it is that you seek to do. Yeah, so ultimately, and we've done some pivots this year, so our vision is that world where everyone's a good steward over their finances and resources. And that's a simplified version, um, but it's true. Now, resources become time and people, but in the business space with how, you know, financial literacy has not served well for these types of decisions that entrepreneurs and business owners start making, we've come to to really revolutionize what financial management and those solutions need to be for our small business owners. And it, as much as we get into economic development, that's you know the the success and the well-being being within a community for a better better future. And if you're not also taking at, into account the financial equity and inclusion that needs to occur in that space, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Because of those struggles. So so you have resources, but then you, sometimes it's an information overload. And like we were talking about that mentorship and coaching, I can have all the information in the world, but if I have no clue what to do with it, I'm gonna stay stuck. And that's the struggle between um, some of our entrepreneurs and even with the changes that COVID impacted and and things of that nature, especially in minority community, because there's a big disconnect of trust in understanding what these resources are or even having the desire to ask for help without feeling your idea is going to get stolen or things of that nature, because that's a whole history lesson in itself. But ultimately, the the financial aspect and, and management thereof within small businesses and from compliance, from um, understanding capital and business lending and being able to qualify with that. There's so much misinformation out there 
that really bringing it together for them to understand how their business needs this is what we do. Yeah, really giving them the opportunity to be ready for the next big thing. So if they do, maybe they've self-funded or maybe they've just kind of bootstrapped along the way and, and it's time to grow to a, um, a bank loan. Well, mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of um, documentation that comes along with that. And so if you have not lived in that space where you've been mentored or, mentored or guided towards that, then it can seem like a really steep and scary hill and to climb. And so you bringing that into perspective and then helping folks kind of get that fresh start is um, so valuable in long-term stability mm-hmm. for all types of small businesses in our community. Yeah, because I look at it too, like finance, finance is our language and you have to speak the language. If you don't know the language, you need a translator. So then you call us because we know how to translate finances. So, you know, you, you've kind of jumped in with both feet here at Ready. You, you, you came in as a hub client and, and through our discussions, you were amazingly gracious in, in joining as an investor um, and the executive board immediately scooped you up and, and said, hey, this is great. We would love to work with you in, in a more in-depth way. What's something that even in, with your immense knowledge of finances, financial, like you said, the financial language, mm-hmm. what's something that as you kind of got more in with Ready on the economic development side, what's something you've learned via that time that you can kind of sort of apply to that, that financial language? Oh, that's a good question because it's very loaded. There's a lot I've learned and I'm still learning in in a degree, but it would ultimately be how to navigate those relationships as as you're learning the language because it, it puts you... So coming into the room, there's a lot of people that don't look like me. So it can be intimidating if you're not already familiar with it. So that's been my arena being biracial. So it's like, yeah, whatever, I'm both. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'm here, I'm there, whatever. So, but that doesn't make it any less intimidating. So it could be like, oh my gosh, I'm in a room full of all these prestigious people, like who am I? And that self-imposter syndrome comes in. And then it's like, no, wait, they're just people trying to do what's best for the community and so am I so that's the the look I had on it but then also um, how these relationships and where the connections need to be for our community as a whole to really be as prosperous as we're envisioning so there it's not just the financial piece it's not just the economic piece it's not just the big business piece it's really the community as a whole helping meet that goal with those players who are serving in those lanes. Yeah, it's a great answer. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> it's very powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about, um, we've talked about mentorship, we've talked about kind of your progression. You know, you look out the landscape of a lot of younger folks who are trying to figure out what they're going to do with themselves mm-hmm. and are, um, you know, maybe looking at a lot of different things or having, you know, different questions or, or thoughts for themselves. What is some advice, some sage advice that you would give um, the landscape of um, young folks who maybe haven't figured out their profession yet or young professionals who are just getting started in the field who are saying, you know, I want to be 
her someday. I want to be at the big tables. I want to be able to have the big conversations. What do you tell them about how to get there? Oh, that's a great question. Because it's always a journey, it's a journey, and there's there's re- truly levels to it. So you want to spend your time learning and investing in yourself in that specific content, be it, you know, a course, be it a book, be it time with that mentor, someone who you're admiring. I like to call that process skipping lines because it's, it's what I do. I cannot tell you. So Jay's one of my coaches, but I've got couple others who I've invested my time and resources and money into learning so that I can skip that line but you have to continuously learn and grow outside your comfort zone or you're going to continue a life of those cycles and there's a lot I've overcome in my life so trust me guys when I say continue to learn continue to accept the challenge as opportunity to learn about yourself and for me, because I am Christian and I believe in God, I learn most about myself and God in those moments, in those challenges. And then, you know, where my doubt's coming from, where that fear might be. Now I'm at a place where I'm like, okay, fear, what's up? <laughs> doubt, how you doing today? You need to go bug somebody else. <laughs> and I'm going to go about my business. But it's a continual learning and growing and being inconvenienced um, by a few things to to really create those new experiences and exposures instead of confining yourself to a box. Awesome. Is there a line you've encountered that you haven't been able to skip yet? I'll always put yet on there for you. <laughs> um, or conversely, or and or, mm-hmm. is there a line where you learn not skipping the line? By, by staying in the line, you learn more maybe in that process oh yeah so I, i'm gonna say it's yes and because there's still a process so um just i guess some teasers right now um i just got accepted at university of marymount for my doctorate in business administration to focus with a focus of business intelligence i can't skip that line <laughs> i, I kind of gotta go through that right so that's the three-year line i gotta be in um but but that in itself is still me investing in myself, right. regardless of what it looks like. That is a learning space for me to be challenged, even within what I'm doing, to continue to grow. Um, so that's, that's one. Um, another challenge or um, space I haven't crossed over yet, um, I have two global speaking engagements. 2024 so I haven't crossed that line yet I can't quite skip those lines either I got to go through that so so yeah those are coming so yeah I'll always put yet on there I know I'm yeah, yeah. Jay, you... Jay's so familiar with how it works he's like <laughs> Natasha's gone dark she's up to something yes, right. <laughs> I know how it works <laughs> so when you you think about being on a global stage that is a whole different, right? We, we tend to, I, I talk a lot about, you know, success comes from knowing and understanding your audience. And that can be the room that you're in, the group you're in, the community that you're in, the city that you're in, the state that you're in, the country that you're in. So when you're thinking about all of those things across, you know, a global setting, 
how do you prepare to know your audience or to or to think about you know what am I going to do to be able to connect to them what are the things that I am going to be able to present or, or what's in my mind about that passion for connection and how am I going to make that happen so I always actually truly believe that as much as I can bring my intellect to a stage we're really truly connected by our stories and what, we're, what we've been through so even if I take this similar conversation approach and, and what the background is and where this is evolving to really understand and connect people with people, because I think we get, you, we might be so global or think, you know, as big as this is for me, I still understand at the end of the day, I come home to my family and my craziness and my four children and my husband's in law enforcement, so that's crazy too. <laughs> so it's like, as cool as that was, I still also recognize that my I'm first a mom and a wife. So even from that stage, if the story is, you know, talking about what some women barriers are, I think the topic, uh, breaking barriers and building bridges, I can easily slide in a mom story in that. You know, so so in resonating, it comes down to to that personal connection, and we, that's how we're all connected through our stories, what we've been through, how we've cha- overcome challenges, what obstacles we face that we could share or spread to help encourage somebody else. So even from that at that ask point, that's still the view I have. I know your mind's always going. I know you're always building. And I know with, with the DBA on the horizon, global events, um, talking about how just even within the last few months, you felt more secure with the, the things that brought you here. You know, what what in this process, um, what, what's been like the diamond in, in the rough for, for, for this whole piece of, of everything you've kind of, as you've, you've, you've been in Columbia and things have grown for you and kind of taken off what's been kind of the core core piece for you oh my gosh Jesus okay. <laughs> like the, I I just really staying staying grounded in my values my beliefs and who I am at its core right my roots my foundation what where that's based and a lot of it is on you know I'm a truth seeker at heart um in in having encountered having to battle my own limiting beliefs and what some of those could look like at the core of it and at the end of the day who Natasha is at her core when it's all stripped away I've gotten that question so many times and it's pissed me off because I'm not sure if I can say that but I did you did (laughs) because I have been there homeless in the streets with nothing in a bag so it's like who who is Natasha then you know I'm an I'm a fighter I'm an overcomer I'm I'm kind I'm passionate and I'm strong. So, so at the core of me, that's still who I am. Whether I'm on a global stage, whether I'm homeless in the streets, I, I'm still also resourceful. So that diamond in the rough is, and my roots is is truly understanding who I am at its core. And I think that's a really valuable piece of advice. I think. Um, we don't talk about it a lot um, because it's not tangible and it's not mm-hmm. practical. Um, and as Amanda Quick would say, it's a little woo. But uh, <laughs> introspection. Mm-hmm. I mean, every single thing that you've touched on today, um, when you're talking about your path to success, has had some level of introspection, mm-hmm. some sense of I have to divine my own values and beliefs for myself, mm-hmm. and then everything comes from there. 
-hmm. And so um, the power of introspection can really be life-changing and it really makes um, the opportunity for folks to grow, but it can be scary. Yeah, absolutely. And so what do you pair that introspection with whenever, how did you get to that place where you could easily identify, hey, fear, I, where are you coming from? Okay, let me, let me figure that out and move on versus I'm having, you know, these physical symptoms of something and I cannot, I haven't gotten to the place where I can identify that or be comfortable enough with it to move it along. So I, I think as much as I, you know, might coach and encourage others, I'm big on making sure I'm walking that life out too. So if I might tell or encourage somebody, you know, you, you might want to ask yourself why that agitates you. Matter of fact, the other day, my husband and I were having a conversation and he said something, made me upset. I wanted to cry, but I'm like, no, don't cry. Figure out why that agitated you. So then I had to, you know, unpack. Okay, so it agitated me because it put me in this place or it reminded me of this thing that then says, I can't do a thing. So now that I'm aware that this is a trigger, so to speak, because you almost have to, you know, give yourself therapy some days. It's like, it's like, okay. Or, or I'm afraid of this going this way, but then it's like, okay, so what? If it fails, what are you going to learn? Ooh, that's a good point. Let's, okay. I don't really want it to fail, but if it does, what am I learning? Same with ourselves, you know, I, being a mom, oh my gosh, there's no handbook on being a mom, really. <laughs> and when you have, I've got three boys and one girl, so the conversations <laughs> get real rough. So now it's like, okay, do this. And I'm sitting here thinking I can have a, um, you know, teaching moment with my kids. And then I ask Google something and it went left real fast. I couldn't unplug it fast enough and I'm just like mom fail but then it's like what did I learn there that it's okay for my kids to see me in moments where I don't quite know what I'm doing but we're gonna get through this together <laughs> so yeah in myself it's like okay how could I be mad at myself for not knowing a thing if I've also never done it before you can't because then that's crazy yeah. but then I still have those moments. I was like, come on, Natasha, you've never done that before. It's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I haven't. So what are we going to learn in doing this and just make it better the next time? Because the big piece of that is you're also not letting yourself off the hook. Right. That you don't have to do it. It's, mm -hmm. I don't know this, I don't know how to do this, but I still need to learn. Mm-hmm. It's that forever, I love that forever learner. I believe in being a forever learner. For sure. Because you've, you've only got one life in this. One one life when I'm when I'm dead and gone Natasha's no longer here so my hope is that whatever I've built whatever I've taught whatever I am able to leave behind behind does continue to be in that legacy of you know you know self-awareness and, and really being true to who you are no matter what how long that's gonna last I don't know but I'm hoping it lasts past me being here yeah yeah, I think that's that's all most of us can ask for when we're when we're in a space, especially when we want to teach or want to want to guide and, and work with other people. I think that's 
that's a, a an honorable you know goal to have um thanks for coming today we really appreciate having you here one of the things we like to do at the end of these podcasts doesn't have to be the very end it could spur more questions but we like to kind of turn the floor over to our guest give you a chance to if there's something we didn't get to address or there's something you've been on your mind you'd want to say uh, you kind of know the target audience of this the the, the community of Ready, the economic development community in Columbia, um, or the folks who are listening to this, you've got a, you've got an open mic, and and we're turning the table over to you for a minute. So anything you'd like to say? I'm almost um, wanting to encourage you to just just share an interesting fun fact that you've never really told anybody, right? So even today, a lot of people, even my own parents, forget that I was on a path to go to the Air Force until I remind them. So, so then it's like maybe maybe share a quirky little thing that, you know, hey, in conversation with it, just share part of your story to, because that's ultimately what, what all comes comes together to connect us. And yeah, support your entrepreneurs, book them, encourage them to, you know, give them feedback, encourage them to do it again. Um, just allows us to get the opportunity to get better. To try those scary things. Yes, all the time. I am a bit of a thrill thrill seeker. I've rep- I've rappelled down two buildings, ziplined through Vegas. Who knows what I want to do next? Who knows? Who knows? I don't even know. That's the best part. I don't even know. Who, kno- who knows? But I'm doing it. Scared. What up fear? What up doubt? Get out of my way. I love it. I love it. It has been just a joy and a pleasure to hear about your story to be reminded of your perspectives and to be encouraged that you know life is full of things that you're not going to know how to do but that shouldn't stop you from figuring them out and so um, it has just been a delight today Um, we are so lucky to have you um, in all the aspects the trifecta trifecta. i believe the only the only person that can say that um is it the only for person another that can say few it? weeks? I think that's yes, true. The only person that can say that. <laughs> I know. So I'm almost, I mean, I'm almost curious if I'm the youngest that's ever, the youngest ever. Oh, I don't know. See, I mean, there's, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> there's lots of things I'm to investigate. You're the first trifecta. First trifecta. I'll, I'll, take, first it. Trifecta. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I believe you are the first tub client investor board member that Ready has had in its 35 year history. So until a few weeks. Until in a few weeks. And then, you know, so you're breaking barriers left and right. That's right. And so we are just, again, delighted that you took some time out of your very busy schedule um, to come and talk to us. And so, folks, we are so appreciative of you tuning in and listening. And we have so many amazing people in this community, and it's so much fun. I think I can speak on behalf of Jay and I to actually get to know them a little bit better, to dive a little deeper into their stories, and to learn that we are just a big patchwork quilt. Yes. Of a group. I love that. And that it really does work all together. So thanks, Natasha, for that great reminder. Absolutely. You're welcome, guys. Thanks for having me. Anytime.